It's Tuesdays with Tawana. As you can see, I am on a different platform. I am actually on Facebook Live and not on my Ecamm studio so I can do all the things that I need to do with music and what today's theme is and the scrolling ticker and so on and so forth. Um, I have had some serious technical difficulty all day and I'm still having technical difficulty. I am actually operating from my iPad, which is very weird for me because the camera is over there. My face is over here. So yeah, it's all that. But anyway, I am the Dr. Tad. I am your host and your curator for Tuesdays with Tawana, where we gather every Tuesday, two o'clock Eastern time, uh, to build community one episode at a time. Hey, brother, I see you watching. I'm glad you are here. I will give everyone a chance to, to get on as we keep going. Um, if you're here, and watching for the first time, whether you're watching live or on the replay. Um, what we do here is I don't talk for the entire 30 minutes with my own thoughts. Um, hey, Tony, I see you, sister. I love you dearly. Um, you can put thoughts, questions, comments, jokes, you're here for the first time, whatever, in the chat, and I will insert that into this narrative because this is about building community. So um, another, you know, just a disclaimer as we start on most of our uh, episodes and time together, I serve in many different capacities, many different organizations, which I am grateful for. I am grateful to be alive, to put in the work. Uh, and today, Tuesdays with Tawana, and every Tuesday is about Dr. Tad and Dr. Tad Enterprises and speaking on behalf of myself um, as we build community. So it is not a reflection of the other organizations that I am honored to work with and serve. Hey, Mother Carolyn, good to see you. Glad you are here. Shout out to all the people in California. Glad to deal with earthquakes and hurricanes. Um, praying for your safety and your well-being. I hope that things um, are, are better or getting better and there was very, you know, little damage or the death toll, you know, was either zero or very little. One is too many. I have not watched the news, so I, I don't know what is, is happening. 
but I do send love and light to all of those in California who are experiencing things for the first time. And it is truly um, due to global warming and how it is our responsibility to take care of this world, this land, this, this body, all of it is inextricably bound. And if we don't take care of ourselves, which means we have to take care of nature and, um, we are go. we are in for much bigger changes and, and we don't want that to happen. We, we don't want that to happen. Continue prayers uh, to our beloveds in Maui. Uh, continued prayers for uh, those who are still experiencing uh, death due to their identity. Um, still keeping in prayer those who are just in the struggle, not knowing which way to turn and what to do. We are lifting up those that are burnt out, those that seem to be headed in so many different directions and don't really have a concrete plan to make things happen. My beloved Michelle Minton is on watching. I love you and miss you dearly. So yeah, so let's get it popping because a half an hour goes by really, really fast up in here. Uh, so yeah, so our theme for today and our focus for today, um, we have been focusing primarily on Black August and different aspects of of Black August and how we are to have this uh, Sankofo moment where we look back, um, we go to the past to learn so that we might move forward. Sankofa is the act of, of doing it. So Sankofo is describing what it is to live in the now and not forgetting about the things, the people, the surroundings that afforded us this opportunity to, to be here. And we're talking about Black beloveds and our BIPOC beloveds. We are not talking about the, the blatant lies that we have benefited from slavery or we have received our skill and skill set due to slavery. It's all BS. Um, but we look back to our ancestors. We look back from whence we came on the motherland where we already had all of these gifts and talents, which is why they chose to, to kidnap us and force us to come to this land, to build this land off of our blood, sweat, and tears, our intellectual prowess, our divine presence and skills and gifts. And so we didn't, slavery did not benefit us, right? And we put in the work, 
while we had this double consciousness, right, of trying to survive in an oppressive um, state and we were um, marginalized and abused and raped and maimed and yet still look to each other for our liberation and our freedom. Hey, what's going on? Good to see you, my brother Donald. And good to see you, brother Alston, in the building. Um, oh, hey, Julie. I'm so glad you made it today. Thank you so much for being here. So when I talk about put in the work, I have had the opportunity to work with various groups, various people, whether it's presenting, um, you know, a workshop or leading a nonprofit organization or just sharing um, and journeying with a friend um, on their healing journey or opening myself up to receive from people who are journeying with me on my healing journey. And all of that is putting in the work. Hey, Pammy, I see you. Thank you, beloved. Yes, yes. I hope you are still celebrating your birthday. Um, definitely enjoyed watching your uh, celebration. So, you know, we talk about putting in the work. And oftentimes, um, we don't know what that work is that we must do. Uh, the late Reverend Dr. Katie Geneva Cannon says to do the work our souls must have. And I talk about building community because that's where the exchange of energy and information and divine prowess and level setting and support and love and real talk and calling people in and speaking the truth um, even when it's not the most comfortable thing to do. All of this happens in communities so that one can put in the necessary work needed to survive these systemic ills that try to kill us every day. We put in the work to learn more about how to be loving to ourselves and to care for ourselves. We put in the work to learn how to rest. We put in the work to learn how to care for beloved community. We put in the work to learn to be caregivers and parents or um, leaders and those that continue to pour out and give and give and give. We put in the work so that when we're building community, we learn more and more as we are pouring out, we are then opening ourselves to receive, to restore and to replenish what we have given out, or we are availing ourselves to say, I don't know what I don't know, 
and I need help, which can be challenging for some. Um, it, it, whether it's ego, whether it's shame, you know, if someone is in a domestic violence, uh, relationship, it's not something that you broadcast, um, and that, you know, you come on live and you say, yeah, I'm in a domestic violence relationship. And it, it carries a lot of guilt. It carries a lot of shame. It carries a lot of harm and toxicity, so what is it to put in the work so that you can be saved and you can be healed and you can be safe and protected? And that's where community comes in because community for me, when I didn't even know I was in a domestic violence relationship, my professor, Dr. Carolyn McCrary, brought in a guest to talk about domestic violence. And that's where I learned that I was in a domestic violence relationship. And then I learned about um, the domestic violence, um, the national, I forgot what it's called in, in Atlanta, but it's a domestic violence support group. And I went to that support group every Wednesday for a year and learned about a safety plan and couldn't drive my car. And so all of those things I learned in community, they didn't just come to me through osmosis. I had to put in the work in order for me to learn. I had to put in the work learning to be a survivor of HER2 positive metastatic breast cancer, where I was reading an article the other day, and the article talked about how aggressive HER2 positive uh, breast cancer is, and it is the or one of the most aggressive forms of cancer. Yet, I am still here because of community, because of carries touch and stomp out breast cancer and all those who have survived breast cancer who poured into me to give me the steps um and the knowledge to take care of myself to say no to listen to my body to rest i had to put in the work and to be humble and to be open to receive the teachings of those who knew more than i did and, and poured into me so that I am approaching eight years of surviving this horrific disease and would probably not have happened had I not opened myself up to community. We gotta put in the work in order for us to build a community that honors our LGBTQ plus community, that honors those who, who are continually abused and killed by the systems, whether it's our transgender beloveds who um, are being killed or dancing at a gas station um, and being killed for, for no reason. It, it just doesn't make sense. We gotta put in the work even when it doesn't make Sense. It doesn't make sense that I am diagnosed with cancer. It doesn't make sense that people are suffering and struggling with Alzheimer's. It doesn't make sense that people are being killed um, senselessly in the streets, whether it's by law enforcement or having uh, a fight or a drive-by or whatever. It doesn't make sense yet we are still called to put in 
the work. And the reason why I am bringing this up during Black August is because we have people that have gone before us and that are still here who have put in the work for us to be able to live and survive and thrive during these heinous times. People like Angela Davis, people like the late Audre Lorde, people like the late Fannie Lou Hamer, people like the late Bell Hooks, people like the late Toni Morrison, people like the late Reverend Dr. Katie Geneva Cannon, people like uh, Dr. Melva Sampson, people like Natasha Robinson Esquire, people like Reverend Carolyn Habersham, people like uh, Larry Moulton, people like, so people, people like former uh, President Barack Obama or M First Lady Michelle Obama, and I should say my forever president and forever First Lady, but it is these people that in Black August that we recognize those Black Panthers that have gone before us who have died um, to, to the revolution. Um, were, were killed um, unarmed and unnecessarily. And um, when they were doing work of, of feeding uh, young people breakfast before they went to school in the morning, and now we have churches who are gleaning from that, who had that Sankofa moment where they reached back and said, this worked then, why won't it work now? So uh, FCBC in New York is doing, um, I forgot what they call it, but it's like food before books or something like that. And they're offering breakfast to students before they go to school. We are offering um, mutual aid because rent is not, um, it's, it's, it's not, our income is not enough for us to pay rent and to, to eat a nutritious meal, you know, people will fuss at you or blame you for not eating right and not doing this and doing that. And it takes money to do that. It takes time to do that. And if you're working two jobs and you're taking care of a family or you're just trying to make it day to day, living paycheck to paycheck, where we find homeless people who are homeless because they were not able to sustain that way of life. We must put in the work to make sure there are systems in place that are going to support our beloved systems in place that are going to help us because the systems that are designed right now were never designed for us. We can look at any type of constitution and legislation and it does not have us in mind. And those pieces of legislature that, that was, that was uh, created and, and tried to be that, that were, um, they tried to enact it. It was shut down, you know, from, voter engagement and voters rights and now we have politicians talking about you got to show id you got to do this you got to do that it's not easy for everyone to get an id especially if you don't have a place to live or you're rooming with someone but they can't put you on the lease so you can't show a lease because legally that person is not the list goes on and on and on different ways that they are trying to get at us and come at us and yet 
we continue to put in the work so that we are still surviving. We are still standing. It might be a struggle. It may not be easy. It might be harmful. It might be toxic. We will make mistakes. We will trip and fall. We will have mishaps, but yet in community, we'll have somebody there to pick us up. We'll have somebody there to say, how can we learn from those mistakes and missteps? How can we move forward and grow and learn from the things that we created? Um, I was just having a conversation that well, sometimes we're doing things and doing stuff that we had no model for. We had no model for Lucille Clifton says it best in, in her poem, um, Won't You Celebrate With Me? She says um, uh, uh, she had a kind of life where she had no model. So that means she had to create um, the type of life that she envisioned, that she dreamed about. And I encourage you to dream, even dreaming, you got to put in the work to say that I can do this. I can become this. I can make this happen. I can make this manifest because I am divine. I am a black woman, a beautiful divine black woman. When the world tells me otherwise, I have to learn to discern what to take in and what to leave alone, what to take in so that I can learn from whatever is happening out in the world. Yes, we need to listen to the, the, the racists and we need to hear what they are saying in order for us to, to develop a, just, a language justice so we can fight back, in order for us to build a community so we can fight back. We can't fight back that which we can't identify. We can't fight against that which we don't know. So we have to expand, we have an opportunity to expand our minds to, to, to understand, no, not even understand, to at least know at the very least what they are saying so we could come back at them because they are still trying to figure out why and how we are still here. How and why are we still functioning? How are we starting our own businesses? How we are fighting for equal pay for women? Um, how we are fighting for uh, voting rights? How we are fi fighting for um, uh, livable wages and equitable housing, how we are still fighting for this, how we are inserting ourselves. How did we get in the door? How are we inserting our voice into a narrative that says, you know, I'm fighting for um, uh, our human rights. I'm, I'm fighting for the, the right to make decisions about my body. I am fighting for, although you decided to say affirmative action um, is, is done with for higher ed, we are fighting so that it stops right there and we put different systems in place so that we still have an opportunity for Black and Brown Beloved to attend any type of college or university that they want to so that they can be all that they desire and dream to be. They can be doctors, they can be lawyers, they can be um, business owners, they can be 
financial folk, accountants, they can be engineers, they can be in a STEM field, they can um, do whatever it is that they want to do. And we get build an opportunity for them to do that despite what the world is trying to do to us. Um, we must put in the work. We must put in the work when we are doing the work of service in community. It takes a lot of work, physical work and energy work and spiritual work and intellectual prowess to do this work to fill in the gaps, as Dr. Charles Dorsey says, that we are all called to fill in a gap in this world, in our communities. So what are you called to do to fill in a gap? There may be a gap for freedom fighters. There may be a gap in fighting for um, equitable housing. There may be a gap for opening schools that are for us and by us. There may be a gap where we need to fight against them taking books out of the system because they're trying to erase us and erase history because of white supremacy and white power and those with that mindset. And you don't have to be white to have that mindset who are continuing to try to erase history because of shame and guilt, and not even their shame and guilt. They're not ashamed of anything. They seem to <laughs> they seem to just do what they want to do because it's their way and only their way. It's the, their way is the right way. They are individualistic. They are not community centered. They are not trying to do anything for anybody else except line their pockets. It's profits over people. It's supposed to be health care, not health kill or health death or whatever. It's supposed to be health care. So why isn't that everyone is not afforded the opportunity to health care? Thank you so much, brother. Um, <laughs> he said we need more Tawana Angela Davis. Thank you so much. I am honored and grateful for that. So as our time winds down, I encourage you, you know, putting in the work, it's easy for me to say, it's harder for us to do and to map out. This is why we need community to build off of each other because there might be something that I know that you don't know, but there's also something that you know that I don't know. There could be a different way that I could respond to the ills of the world. There could be another way where I can take care of myself and truly define what self-care is outside of a mani-pedi. It could be a way of reading books and what books to read. And, you know, you can have your, you know, leisurely reading or you can actually read about Afrofuturism and you can read about womanism and you can read about Black Lives Matter and you can read about all of these wonderful Black authors who are inserting their powerful voices into this narrative to give us a blueprint to put in the work. You can talk to folk who are actually doing the work and you can look to them as leaders and, and as those who are exemplifying this freedom work, this liberative work this work that defines who we are and honors our humanity and honors our greatness and our uh, prowess and our just ev everything about us 
is unique and divine and beautiful regardless of our experiences. I am so, you know, I know I get on people's nerves and I don't care because I will shout out Wagner Projects in Harlem until the end. Because Eric said to me the other day when we were celebrating um, 50 years of hip hop in Harlem, he said, it's good to be with my three parents because it was me, um, Eric, his dad, and hip hop. He said, you know, my parents raised me and so did hip hop. So it was so beautiful to have that moment. Oh, Pammy said, I love being black. That just went through me like, whew. I love it. We are phenomenal. Say that, Pammy. We are phenomenal people. And I need y'all to know that regardless of your experiences or because of your experiences, you are phenomenal. You are phenomenal. So let's put in this work, yo. Let's put in this work to fight against powers and principalities let's put in the work to fight against those that just hate us because of the color of our skin because of our uh, intellect intellect because of our divine existence let's put in the work to build community and to see our beloved and to do the head nod or to say good morning or just smile and begin to be a part of community to begin to build together or even to tear down some structures so that we can build together. Reverend Habersham said, phenomenal is in our DNA. It is, it, it, it is intrinsic. It is in us. It's nothing we can do about it. And it's nothing that they can do about it. But what we can do with it is to continue to build and build systems that are inclusive, that build spaces where we are inextricably bound to one another and we could tear down destructive forces, forces that dehumanize us and oppress us and try to marginalize us. And then we will become the community breeders, the community builders, the community innovators where laws are just and education is equitable and access to healthcare is available to all. I'll leave you with this. You know, we have this unprecedented movement for Black lives, right? And people will respond, well, all lives matter. Or we talk about liberation and justice for Black and Brown beloved, and somebody will respond, well, justice for all is is what yeah that that might be the end game but it's so important to name those who are most impacted by the injustice by racism by sexism by homophobia by classism all we need to name those things because what do i say you got to face it to fix it because then we know what not to focus on and we can focus on what will breed healing out of this dehumanization. What language do I need to do? Where do I need to position myself? 
What am I called to do? Because each one of you that are listening now and will listen to this, you are called to do something in this world in order for us to survive as a community and continue to thrive and grow and build like the rose that grew from the concrete. It may have thorns. It may have had to struggle to burst out of that seed and then burst through the dirt, through the concrete in order to form this beautiful life force. Well, that's what we are called to do. We are called to put in the work, thorns and all. We are called to this work together in community. I am Dr. Tad. Pammy said, uh, we cannot allow the hate to consume us. No, we got to focus. What we focus on expands. So if we focus on the hate, the hate will expand. If we focus on love, if we focus on community, if we focus on liberation, if we focus on freedom, if we just focus on healing, all of that will expand. If we focus on power, if we focus on being together um, and unity and equity and and loving one another and humanity those things will expand so beloved let's get ready to put in this work thank you for joining under these different circumstances i'm glad everything went through i'm glad my internet behaved um much love to you all. Thank you for supporting Tuesdays with Tawana. I am Dr. Tad, your host and your curator, and I will continue to do this because it was done for me. And because I am here, because of community, I am giving back and creating a space for all of us to build community. It's not about me, but I don't mind being the catalyst or being the space to invite people in so we all can put in the work together. I love y'all dearly. I will see you on next Tuesday uh, at two o'clock Eastern time where we build a community one womanist episode at a time. Continue to honor Black August and let us continue to put in the work. Later, beloveds.